Feels like things keep getting more complex with every conversation It's the second generation You know, Oscar, we have fun here on I'd Rather Not, the podcast about bad decisions and how we make them. It's true, we do. And, you know, look. We, we like to play characters here and, and do ridiculous things on this show uh, and, and just talk a bunch of nonsense. But if I can be real for a second here, talk about the real Oscar and the real John. There is an achievement that you have, Oscar. Something we've talked about here on other shows on this very uh, network many times. A little show called Second Generation. Yeah, it's actually, you know, I would say that we represent probably two of the three biggest second generation fans on the planet. The third one probably being a friend of the show, Amanda. It's true. I mean, for God's sakes, I've, you know, look, I'll, I'll just say it. I've watched this show four times. And yeah, three of them were with you as you showed it to me and then showed it to other people. But I also watched it by myself. Yeah. Crucially, one of them was without me. But... One problem with this wonderful show is that there isn't going to be a second season. No, and also because we tried to get creator of the show David Kim on to, to ask him what would, what would be the plot for the second season, and we were basically told no. It's sad but true, but if David Kim is not going to give us the goods, then it seems, Oscar... That we're going to have to do it ourselves. Yeah, look, it is... I consider second generation at this point to be abandonware. So, what better thing to do than take up second generation and come up with what we're going to do for ourselves? Yeah. You know, I feel... And we've, we've definitely thrown around some ideas of what we... You know, we've arguably put more thought into the characterization of this show than anybody involved with the show that did not play Will's henchman. If not us, whom? Because it certainly ain't going to be David or Tycoon. Yeah. With that said, folks, welcome to our new podcast that we're calling uh, City in Our Shoulder Blades. Yeah, you or, know. Or Script Doctor Doctor. I don't know. We can't come up with anything else yet. You know what? You've you've said one name, and that's the name that will stick. It's why we have a podcast named Ruthless Aggression. It's true. I'm I'm John because th- that wasn't said before. Oh yes, and I'm Oscar. <laughs> that that's been said several times. Has it? I have said. I literally said your name as like the third or fourth line I in that I opened with. Agree to disagree. <laughs> literally started this podcast by saying you know oscar we have a lot of fun here and i'd rather not yeah fair agree to disagree that we have fun fair enough (laughs) but regardless though what we need to we need to establish some things first like i'm assuming everybody out there uh, has not watched this show. If you want to, though, uh, go check out the Takes Bakery uh, and listen to our commentary track that we do. Um, it's pretty cool. Also, but... I also I hope you're not in America because they pulled it off Amazon Prime there. Yeah, they sure did. It's it's kind of a bummer, but look, I'm sure there's a way that you can find it. Don't worry about it. It's all good. 
Email me at eng.1966 at yahoo.ca. It all is, is, in fact, also an email address. <laughs> Why can't it be an email address and a PayPal that they should be reaching out to? Yeah, but also, I feel like I might actually get in trouble for selling this show. True. They don't have to buy it from you. They just, you know, give you money because you're cool. It's true. They're paying me because David Kim didn't. <laughs> now, I know for a fact that that is not true and that you were paid, like, money just to do it and arousal face. It's true. I did I did make, like, a couple grand ultimately from the show. Which, considering I was unemployed at the time, was pretty fucking cool. Hell yeah. But, for the viewers and listeners at home, what the fuck is this show that nobody else has seen but us? So, second generation, I will charitably describe it as a teen drama about a kid who, about about a kid who, he just started high school and he's getting involved in some, he's getting involved in selling weed and also, you know, he's got, you know, he's got like some girls going on the side, he's got a love life, he's got, you know... There's definitely, you know, like, again, it can charitably be described as Degrassi-esque. Like Degrassi, it goes there into a lot of directions that nobody would expect. It goes it goes places that Degrassi wouldn't. <laughs> Certainly wouldn't. Like, saying certain words that are very not good to say. Yeah. Especially in the context that they're saying them. Yeah. But look, David Kim is from the streets and he has to keep it real. It's it's true. Again, sometimes you just have to say the N-word to prove you're not racist. And if you say it three times, that's called a hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But regardless... We, we should, as we've established these uh, these ground rules, let's start off by establishing the characters that we're working with here. Yeah, so my, my first question as well, and I feel like this is now a good time to bring it up. For season two, are we going to be introducing new characters? I think that the answer will ultimately be yes, and I think that there is one specific new character that we do have to introduce. We will get to that later. Um... But I think that what we need to do is we need to establish just, like, who are the basic characters, who are we going to keep, and, and who can we maybe say, ah, you know what, your your story's kind of done. Yeah, so, yeah, so let's go through, let's go through kind of the characters, and we'll group together the characters that are relevant. So, like, you know, like, uh, Arnold and Sonny, they're the, uh, they're the two friends, they're kind of the comic relief of the show. Yeah, they're the, the comic relief uh, two best friends of the main character, uh, one of whom is a sex pervert, a, a Quagmire-esque sex pervert, albeit 15 years old. Uh, the other is just, like, a complete nothing straight man. Yeah. I do feel like Arnold and Sonny are still pretty vital to keep. Yes. Yeah, like, you know... I hate them. They're bad characters, but yeah, they're they're good to have. Don't disagree at all. 
Likewise, we also have, if we're going to, I mean, look, we, we also should probably just start off with the establishing the main character here, Tycoon Kim. Yeah. yeah. Our, our child drug dealing son of a gun, who is the most horrible partner on the planet. Like, dear God, so many ladies want to get with Tycoon, and Tycoon is just the absolute fucking worst. Yeah. No, but, yeah, obviously you cannot like, get rid of Tycoon. Yeah, th there's literally only one character on this show that is actually worse than Tycoon, and it is a character whose entire purpose is to be racist. Yeah. No, that's, that's very true, and honestly, I kind of go back and forth on if he's worse than Tycoon. Yeah, I mean, the thing is that, like, Tycoon, Tycoon is, is only, like, 15. He has a long way to go. He is a, he is a long road ahead of him of going full Walter White. Yeah. So, yeah, so, obviously, Tycoon is staying in the show. Yes. It's Tycoon's show. And since we've discussed the other character, uh, their evil foil, I have to say, South African Dad... The, the racist character absolutely needs to be in season two. Oh, yeah. I actually feel like there's, uh, I actually feel like there's, uh, some, there's some stuff that can be done with South African Dad. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. The two love interests, of course, Everett and uh, Everett, the the main girlfriend of uh, Tycoon Kim, and uh, Sarah, the the side piece, who is very very strange, but also fucking fascinating in a brutal way. Uh, I think they absolutely both need to be in the next season. Yeah, although I I will say I think Sarah is probably going to have a more prominent role than Everett. Perhaps. So yeah, that's something so we can that's something we can get to. So we're adding Sarah and Everett. So let's start with our side characters here. We have Jason and Shay. Two characters that like their relevance is basically the plot of Jason is the son of the South African dad, and Shay is his girlfriend who is a, a black woman. Yeah. I feel like they're pretty expendable. Yeah, they, like, that's my question here. Is like, I feel like that story's already kind of told. Like, you know, I guess we could go a little more into it, but also, like, yeah, they told the story of, well, South African dad, is, I guess, has figured out that, uh, that Jason is dating Shay because he came to school that one time with a black eye and they just never discussed it. I feel like, if anything... Jason and Shay maybe will be I feel like they're not they're not gonna factor in enough for me to like actually put them in the put them in the show as characters. Yes. I think that's something I, where it's like they they have to they like they could show up. It's not like we're writing them out completely, but like if we couldn't get them back, it wouldn't be a problem because the main story that we're going is with South African dad and we've established him and we can, and we've already established seemingly like that there is a rift between them that cannot be repaired. And that also South African dad doesn't like tycoon because 
tycoon own tycoon pointed out that he's racist. Yeah, not only pointed out that he's racist, but basically led to his son admitting that, you know, that he's dating a black woman and will not stop dating a black woman and his father can go fuck himself. Yeah. Like, there are clear grounds for a fissure between the dad and the son. Yeah. Brody's family, though, they absolutely, like, they're probably going to, again, transfer into being far more central characters. Yes, I completely agree with that. I think Brody, yeah, like Brody, obviously, and his, and he is one someone that needs to be like a, an important character. His sister, definitely, and then yeah, they're also ha- going to add in like you know the, the father and the, and the the, uh, the aunt. Yeah. So. I mean, I guess that would also mean uh, the the weird mob lawyer too. Oh yes, um, yeah, the lawyers absolutely got to, uh, you know, because I feel like a. I feel like season two has to, um, has to focus more, has to, like, bring the trial in. You know, so what they... do we do about, yeah, I think we're all in agreement, we're both in agreement there, that, like, this is something that does need to be established, is this trial. But, what do we do about Bruce Lee? I, I feel like the Bruce Lee story itself basically went nowhere yeah i mean there's just i mean i i hate to say it there's just not a lot to it it's just okay creepy teacher is fucking his student that is that is in love with him where do we go from here yeah like i again i guess i guess the question i guess the question really does come down to do we do we feel like Bruce Lee's story needs to be expanded? Not really. I mean, I kind of, I kind of hate Bruce Lee just as a character. Yeah. And again, like, yeah, the show itself didn't know what to do with him. Nope. Like, yeah, the the storyline is basically, oh yeah, Tycoon finds out about this, and then he's like, oh, I'll keep it a secret because I guess he's like into to what's her name. Virginia. Yeah, Virginia. Yeah. No, I'm happy to cut him. Yeah, I feel like... There are so many other interesting storylines that we can pick up with if and that don't involve Bruce Lee. Yeah. The show... You know, even the show that... Even the show that we had seemed bored of Bruce Lee. What about the weird bumbling cop? Yes. No, absolutely, because he has to. If if all roads are leading to cocaine, if all ro- if all roads are leading to cocaine, then he absolutely has to like somehow wind up almost getting close to the investigation. And then I I, I feel like you know I didn't even say them, but Will and Freaky Freddy, yeah, of course they're there. Oh yeah. Will the weird school school bully and Freaky Freddy his uh, muscle, i.e., you? Yes. Although honestly, other than the fact that I feel like we would need to come up with a justification for why you're now Tycoon's muscle now, to give you a more prominent role in season two, I I just I don't even know what we do with Will. You know, I, I have an idea of what to do with Will, and, like, it kind of comes down to 
Will 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 not be in the show, but Will's presence will be very much looming over the show. Okay. Because, yeah, I, I would say that probably my issue with Will is that, like, I feel like Will is a similar issue of, like, they don't really know what to do with that character. Yeah. No, I feel like there's definitely a plot to be done with Will, but Will himself is not necessarily relevant for the plot. And I'll definitely go more into that. Yeah, I'm just trying to think who else is even in there. Like, I mean, like, honestly, the only the only other character that we have that we even have on on a previous list that we did is Weed Fuchsius, who, as much as I love Weed Fuchsius, not really a necessary character. He's he's not a necessary character, but he's a character I would be sad to lose. Yeah, like there's yeah there's Weed Fuchsius and there's the uh, and and there's Tycoon's uh, uncle. Yeah, and you know, again, like the or fifty different or something. Yeah, and the fifty different characters named Hungbo. I mean, it's all one care. It's all one person that's actually Hungbo. Is it? <laughs> no, because it's the whole thing is that it's it's not that we never we never see who Hungbo actually is. It's just they're always calling Tycoon Hungbo accidentally. Yeah, but also we actually do see. Hung Bo, I think, in the first episode when he's like, pay my man Hung Bo. Huh. I, I, I feel like it's a weird inside joke of every Asian character that's not Tycoon is named Hung Bo. But also everyone thinks Tycoon is Hung Bo. But he's barely a character anyway. This is a bad tangent. It sure was. But I'm not cutting it, so... It's true. All right, we've established our characters. I think we need to establish one other thing, which is what are the actual dangling storylines that we have after the final episode here? Uh, so, the dangling storylines that we have going on... Oh, and Dave. We've not added... We need to have Dave in the show. Yes, we do. Sorry, Dave. The, uh, the person that... Basically, it, it is revealed in the final episode... Um, Everett starts dating this guy, Dave, after having, like, a big, uh, fight with Tycoon. Come to find out that, in fact, that Tycoon was paying Dave, who is a gay man, to pretend to date her so that she wouldn't date other people, I guess? So yeah! So could control her? Yeah, so I actually feel like that's kind of a lingering plot thread of... Everett has found out that she was manipulated by Tycoon, but then... Oh, God, the fucking real estate yeah, scene. but then Everett manipulates Tycoon into thinking that she's moving away so that they can fuck. Yeah. And because she was always trying to get him back. Yeah, so... So, yeah, so we have that, that storyline. Sarah's pregnant. Sarah is pregnant, but Sarah is also rich, seemingly. Yeah. Despite and Sarah. She was pretending to be poor. Yeah. And the baby is almost definitely Tycoon's baby? She says she doesn't sleep with anybody else. Yeah. Remember, and again, this, this, this might have been another lie or another manipulation, but she does claim that Tycoon took her virginity. 
Yeah, but again, Sarah's a weird manipulator, so we don't know. In case you haven't figured it out by now, Internet, um, David Kim has really cool opinions on women. (laughs) Oh, man. Is our show going to be less misogynistic? You'll have to keep listening to find out. Yeah, I mean, look, that's the eternal question is, well, are we trying to be better than David Kim, or are we trying to be accurate? I feel like we're taking ownership of the show. I feel like we can be better than David Kim while still being true to these characters. Yes. So another important storyline is obviously, like, the, the stuff with Brody's family. Now, we've, all, we've already established that... Victoria, or whatever her name is, uh, Virginia, and Virginia. Uh, and Bruce Lee, that's done. No more. Fuck this. Useless, useless characters. Have a nice day. But Brody, as like the person who is you know, starting to get into this drug, like doing all the, the drug selling and stuff, and yeah, uh, Virginia, who's basically his, you know, his ride, like his, like helping him move all the fucking weight, and then the father who's on trial, do we do we know what the dad's on trial for exactly? No, no, we don't, but we know that we know that he's facing at least fifteen years. I think it might be on drug charges. Let me look up crimes that can get you fifteen years in prison in Canada. Maybe it was also like a bank robbery or something. You know what? Let's find out according to Google. Regardless, one of the things that we definitely need to go into is they start talking about an uncle character. Yeah. And, and who it's is a mi- the uncle. And it's a mysterious, you know, like his Brody's relative, I think it's Brody's aunt, but I'm not sure. But also like feels way too young to be Brody's aunt. It is Brody's it is Brody's aunt. Yes. Oh, okay. So yeah, so like Brody's aunt is just like do they know who Unk is? And it's like, no. And so, yeah, that's definitely a myst- yeah. That's definitely a mystery. There is an unseen brother uh, to the father and, and and the aunt character that is basically their their main facilitator of selling the drugs. Yeah, he's the kingpin at the top. Who is he? Or even if not the kingpin, like he's he's a big player here. Yeah, and I feel like they've set it up in a way that it almost has to be someone that is like gonna be important to Tycoon. Because everything's important to Tycoon. So here's what I'm thinking. What if Unk is Sarah's father? Hmm. Yeah, that's, and also, yeah, that I think could make sense because it seems like Sarah and Brody are, Sarah and Brody are definitely like, they have some connection, but also Sarah has stated she has no desire to fuck Brody. Yeah. That's probably the most logical one. That's probably the most logical way you could do this while still and also having it. Which is why Sarah is rich, but also like pretending to, you know, pretending that she's not and like making all, up all these weird backstories about herself could also be, you know, part of why she was going after Tycoon. 
Yeah, and also, Sarah is rich, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Sarah didn't grow up poor. Very true. Yeah, I like that. So, Uncle is Uncle Sarah's father. And yeah, this lets us this lets us do a lot more with Sarah next season too. Yeah, like now she's definitely got to be in there because there's there's a clear connection here. Yeah. So, yeah, that kind of crosses off two lingering plot threads, you know. And then the biggest lingering plot thread, the setup of all setups. All roads lead to cocaine. Yep. So like, that the, is the, at the plot. End of the season, yeah, at the end of the season, uh, the weed... The, Tycoon's weed connection is, is his uncle and, like, you know, the, the uncle's friends. Now, they gotta go out of town because, like, oh, shit, like, the heat's getting, the heat's getting big. Like, we're, we're gonna split for a little bit. But he leaves them a where... Like, a, a storage bin full of co- boxes of coke... Yeah. And again, like, All Roads Lead to Cocaine was the arc word, basically, for the show. Like, Weed Fuchsius kept saying, like, hey, remember, All Roads Lead to Cocaine. And sure enough, Tycoon and Brody are selling cocaine now, baby. Oh, and yeah, that's the other thing with Virginia, is that she's very clearly kind of like, starting to get uncomfortable with this whole thing because she did a whole monologue of like you know we were just supposed to pay for our for our dad's trial and college well here's your first year here's your second year here's your third year here's my fourth year paid in full and what are we going to do with this money and this money well you know what i love money now so there's definitely like starting to be that little rift between brody and virginia too yeah well, and like she's they're- definitely feeling in over their heads here and i feel like she's definitely not going to be cool with coke or definitely something that we have to play into but also this is gonna this is gonna have to get that uncle involved yeah i actually feel like virginia is either there's two ways you can play this either she's not going to be cool with the coke or it's actually Brody that's like, this is getting way too fast, way too quick. And it's Virginia that's all going to be like, you wanted this. This is the fucking path we're on now. You have to deal with this. Yeah, I guess it's basically, it goes based on, how do you interpret that monologue that she had? Is is the part where she's like, I like money and money and I want to keep making it. Is that the truth? Or was the truth the the part where she has the breakdown and be like, I don't know how this got so complicated, Brody. I feel like, I feel like both probably play into it. If like, they never, and I kind of like the idea of she's actually turning into the one that is, that is the one that's getting way more into this than Brody. Because yeah. she's just accepted that this is her life. She doesn't like it, but she knows that, well, I will make more money doing this than I will make in any legitimate job. Yep, that, like, her taking, you know, her taking another gap year to, like, you know, stay and take care of Brody 
and not go to college and just keep putting off college, she's making more fucking money than she could ever fucking do. Yeah. And, you know, she's trying to fucking secure her bag. Maybe, you know, try and, you know, I guess if we really want to go there with it, try and run away with Bruce Lee still. And I actually think that it could play into Brody's character as well, because Brody is, you know, they established that Brody's a hockey player, and Brody does kind of have, have aspirations of NF- of NHL. Yeah, like, he had to quit the team because of all of this. But he probably, like, I bit like you know, we could probably play into, there's a part of Brody that's thinking, you know, weed's basically legal in Canada. That would be, like, barely a scandal. But if I'm selling coke, I will never be a professional hockey player. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so, you know, like, I, I, actually, I actually like that characterization. And Tycoon, obviously, is just going to be the biggest fucking dirtbag on the planet. Well, of course. Tycoon has no character growth whatsoever. <laughs> Tycoon is just, I'm going to sell coke, and I'm going to keep trying to fuck these two ladies. Yeah. So yeah, so the question then though is how is Tycoon going to deal with the pregnancy? Because where we leave it, he's just ignoring her and like hasn't figured it out yet. Well, she, he doesn't know, and I feel like Tycoon at first he's probably going to deal with this in a way of like, well, I'm not going to deal with this. You, I, you can't even prove it's mine. You know, like. I almost feel like in these nine months, Tycoon's basically going to take the philosophy of unless that baby's Asian, you know, you know, until that baby comes out and you can prove it's mine, I'm not help. You know, why am I to trust you? Hmm. Or maybe actually, no. Here, I'm thinking maybe Tycoon is on board at first and then finds out that she's rich and it's a what else have you lied to me about? like it because this kind of this is this almost lets tycoon feel somewhat just or lets people feel like tycoon might be somewhat justified while also while also still maintaining tycoon is a colossal asshole yes that is very true and i think that that can be the impetus for like now he's trying to deny my fucking baby that could be the impetus for when uncle finally reveals himself I like that. Now, how do we get Freaky Freddy involved in this? So Freaky Freddy's obviously gonna have to become Tycoon's muscle somehow. Yeah. And what? But how does we have to establish first? What's your idea for Will exactly? My idea for Will is that basically, I almost have this idea of like playing out sort of like this murder mystery thing where Will's died, hmm. and. Did and it's like sort of this thing of did Tycoon was Tycoon involved in Will getting killed? Hmm. And you know, like, and you know, this sort of lets you, and you know, like, because there's a few people that there's a few people that Will has really pissed off, and you know, this is almost kind of how if we wanted to keep Jacob in there, his name is kind of a suspect, because Will threatened to tell Jacob's dad that he was. That, that he was dating Shay. Jason, you mean. Jason, Jason, yeah. Will threatened to tell... Will basically like was taking pictures of Jason and Shay together. 
knowing that Will's father wouldn't, knowing that Jason's father would not be for that. Absolutely. Even though it's even though like in the first episode, you kind of see that Jason is one of Will's guys. So you know he's got he's pissed him off. He's pissed Freaky Freddy off by spreading rumors about him and trying to make Freaky Freddy turn on people. Yeah, Freaky Freddy can find figure out. Yeah, like Freaky Freddy knows that Will was the one that did the little dick dummy thing. And Freaky Freddy's also. They've established his character as sort of this, as sort of this, of mice and men does not know his own strength thing. Because David Kim is really, David Kim is almost as good as Sia at writing autism. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess my one question for this is, do you know who killed Will? No. But also... Come on, it's Tycoon. Okay, I mean, yeah, I, I just want to make sure it's like, if Tycoon did it, I'd like, you know, I feel like we would need to, even if we're not going to reveal it, even if we're going to, like, tease it out and let it, like, come out over, you know, like, over the course of, like, the season or however long the show is going to run until now, um, like, I, I think that we do need to, should establish, like, if Tycoon did it, why did he do it? And also, actually, my hesitance with making it Tycoon is that once Tycoon has killed someone, you actually can't come back from that. Yeah, and I honestly, like, if there's someone that Tycoon is going to kill, I know exactly who I want it to, the first person to be. Yeah, and it probably shouldn't be Will. Yeah. So, you know what, I'm actually maybe okay with just, like, not having that as a plot line, and yeah, yeah, Tycoon Freaky Freddy works for Tycoon now because Tycoon basically gave him Yeezys. Also, I do think that there's uh, look. I do think that there's something to the Will is Dead storyline. I think it's just we would maybe need to you know we would need to make a decision beforehand before leading yeah. into it. And, and like you know, I think hey, even if that decision is. Actually, it was no none of these characters murdered him. It was a completely unrelated thing, and it's just teenagers starting fucking rumors about like the kid who died that nobody really liked, and how maybe these people killed him. What if Will dies of a coke overdose? Hmm. And and like because there's already sort of rumors around that it's like. You know, there's definitely some whispers of, like, is Tycoon a drug dealer? He has a lot of money. And then, you know, it just escalates into this, Will was killed over a drug turf war. So I guess the thing I'm thinking about here, really, is... Let's let's get to the thing that we're dancing around, which is... The South African dad. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, what about the South African... Because we both, I think have a, a very clear idea of where we want the South African dad storyline to go, which is that South African dad, emboldened by his rage at Tycoon for the shit that has happened, you know, the now falling out with his son, um, and I'm, I'm wondering if somehow we can connect, like, Will's death into this as well. South African dad is fully convinced that... 
Tycoon is the one that killed Will. Okay. Like, I feel like South Africa, it's, I, and I wonder, like, where we exactly we go with that. Like, you know, I don't know if it's, like, maybe South African dad is, like, trying to make things, like, you know, maybe it's, like, Jason is accused of killing Will, and, like, South African dad is trying to fucking, like, prove that his son didn't do it. Because he's, you know, fucking, because, like, he loves his son in spite of everything. And, like, this is his try, his way to, like, try and fucking say he's sorry. But, you know, because he's still a fucking racist, he, you know, his immediate thought is, well, Tycoon did it. I'm actually thinking, because he's racist, he just thinks that it's, like, because he's heard sort of the rumors as well that there's this, like, drug turf war thing. And so he actually doesn't suspect Tycoon. He just, like, randomly suspects, like, some black guys thinking, well, who do you think's bringing the drugs? Hmm. And, like, I feel like I almost kind of want to do, kind of want to do a thing where it's like, South African dad is maybe the person that gets closest to the truth. But he gets there in just the worst ways and makes... All the wrong assumptions, which leads to him never being able to know what's going on. See, my because my thought instead was, and it is to go back to the thing I was saying before, of South African dad just bumbles into discovering what's going on th- through just like sheer racism alone, and like actually figures out while like trying not like not even trying to look into this stuff like oh wait tycoon is is part of a fucking coke selling ring and like one of the main pushers here because like nobody suspects him because he's just so unassuming and tycoon kills him okay like that I kind of like. That to me is like, you know, the big season 2 fucking season 2 finale like big moment is Tycoon legitimately Tycoon murders South African dad to protect him his like secret. But I'm also thinking So I'm also thinking though, what if South African dad does wind up telling like the cop, but because he can't not be racist it just gets assumed as like, oh, you're this, you're you're someone that would call central, you're someone that would call the police on like your black neighbor because you think they're up to something. Yeah, and I mean, we also like let's be honest, it's South African dad. He's going to be racist to the cop too. Yeah, this is true. The cop is a POC. Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> Yeah, it's like he almost he almost blow he almost blows it, but no one takes him seriously because he's just too fucking racist. Yep. Yeah, I like that. And then um I feel like that's kind of the bulk of our that's kind actually wait, no. No, because I, I think that we're look, that I think that there's especially one other thing that we really person that we really need to discuss, which is what are we going to do about Everett? Right. I already forgot about Everett. It's easy to. But, like, I feel like they've established, they're establishing some kind of weird, like, mutually toxic relationship that she and Tycoon have, where, like, they're both just fucking manipulating each other, and, like, maybe she's as just as fucking weird and manipulative and evil as he is. 
I don't entirely know where to go with that, though. I feel like Everett is going to be the first friend to stumble upon the fact that Tycoon is a drug dealer. And she's going to... Sorry, go ahead. And so I feel like she's going to stumble upon the fact that Tycoon's a drug dealer, and then she's going to basically use that as like a, well, you're going you're gonna to cut me in on this, and I'm going to be your Michelle Pfeiffer in Scarface. You know? Does, does she know what's going on with Sarah? No. But she just wants to be like, well, you know what? If you have cocaine money, if you don't want me to tell, I'm your fucking girlfriend now. And you are going and you are going to give me everything I want. I guess the problem, the problem I think with this is it's just Everett's character is so fucking weird and nonsensical that like everything everything we're saying in a lot of ways feels to me more like it makes more sense for Sarah. The only reason I'm gonna say this makes sense for Everett is because the one really consistent character trait of Everett is she wants to fuck Tycoon and Tycoon isn't really that interested. Yeah, she just wants to be with Tycoon. She wants to have the fucking, like, storybook fairy tale ending with Tycoon. Like, that is her primary motivation, seemingly, in this entire show. And so this is where I feel like... Now Everett does not sta- pass the Bechdel test. And granted, neither does uh, Sarah or literally any other female character in the show. Shay Shay doesn't speak, so you know. You know, that almost counts. Not wrong. But yeah, so I feel like I feel like given the fact that Everett's only real character motivation is she wants to be with Tycoon. And it's already established that, yeah, she'll do, like, the weird moving away thing just to, like, get Tycoon to fuck her. So, I feel like, yeah, she'll def- she would take this opportunity of, like, you know what? I'm your girlfriend now. Deal with it. We're We're going to be we're going to be Mr. and Mrs. Cocaine. Okay. Yeah. I mean... It's just so strange, though, considering the way that, like, this all is basically a big reveal in the, like, fucking last three minutes of the episode when her character up until then has been like, what the fuck is wrong with Tycoon? I feel like he's a completely different person now. I feel like... So here's, here's one of the things that I was actually thinking of. It's obviously, it's been, it's been almost five years since this show was filmed. Yes. No, over five years. This show was filmed in the Obama era. Obviously the actors are going to be older. Do we want to put a time skip in here at all? No. Okay. I'm thinking then, what if, what if like... The subplot of the first... Or what if the... What if, like, the B-plot in the first episode... Is... Everett already sort of... You know... It's already been established with the food truck scene... That Everett has some level of deductive reasoning. 
She already kind of suspects that Tycoon might be selling drugs, even though Arnold and Sonny are like, he, he wouldn't, we would know. And like, I almost feel like, what if, what if part of the first episode is Everett just figuring it all out? Yeah, I like that. You know, I feel like this gives her character a little bit of agency as well. While still being Everett. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, because it's Everett and like, the weird shit to her, of course her response is just like, alright, well now I know this, I'm gonna use it to my advantage. Yeah. And like, I feel like we can almost maybe retcon some stuff as or you know, like, I feel like Everett was not manipulative until she clued into what until she clued into the Dave shit. And then she's like, oh, this is you know, I'm gonna just treat Tycoon the way Tycoon has treated me. Yeah. Like, if that's how if this is how we have to play it, I'm gonna play this game. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So then I guess like what is the distinction then with Sarah's character? I feel like Sarah's character I feel like she is actually, she, I feel like she w wants a relationship with Tycoon, but she all, she always sort of feels like she's content knowing that she's the side piece. Cause we do have to contend with the weirdness of like, they have that moment where it's like, Sarah seemingly does want to be, have this relationship with Tycoon, but then when she gets it. She's like, we never fuck anymore, like, you know, it was more fun when we were just, like, keeping this on the DL. Yeah, like, I almost feel like Sarah enjoys it more when it has to be secret. Because then she can fuck with Tycoon. So then is she, like, into the idea of, like, secretly being pregnant with this child? I feel like it's one of those things that she... Sort of wants that, like, I feel like Sarah would kind of get a kick out of lording it over Tycoon, knowing that he's now made up with Everett, that it's like, yeah, well, you and Everett might be a thing again, but hey, you know, look at what I got. I guess my, my issue is, is if we're going to use, if we're going to have the character of, uh, of Sarah being the daughter of this other guy. Of, of the uncle. Like, what is her motivation for wanting to be with Tycoon? Is it a, is it a pure motivation? Is it a, is it, is she being serious when she says that she was like, you know, likes, that she was into him and liked being with him and all that stuff? Is it simply because she knew of his connections to drugs in the same way that Brody figured it out? I almost want to say with Sarah, it's a case of, and this is obviously, like, such a cliche. But I feel like it's a case of she legitimately fell for him. And, like, yeah, she originally was just wanted in on it because this guy had... This guy had the connections we needed. But, you know, she did start to actually fall for him. And she did, you know... Yeah, it's just like... Yeah. Yeah, because I think that it is kind of established that, like, she did kind of figure it out early on. That, like, 
Oh, he's got a lot of money now. This money's coming from somewhere. And I feel like... Who, Everett or Sarah? Uh, Sarah. Yeah. But again, also, Tycoon was known for being well-off anyway. Yeah. You know, like, again, Arnold and Sonny point out that it's like, yeah, well, his family's rich. Which Everett, being a little bit more deductive, is like, they're not that rich. True. Very true. But Sarah, who basically never took notice of him until high school, you know, she wouldn't know necessarily how rich Tycoon's family is. Hmm. Okay. I actually, I do kind of like this idea. I feel like those, yeah, I feel like those are like the major storylines then. Yeah. Because if we basically established, like, you know, Sonny and Sonny and Arnold are just kind of going to continue to be there in the background just like as the comic relief maybe they'll start to slowly figure out what's going on mm-hmm. um the other thing i was thinking is maybe also a, a member a, i we could establish that dave continues to be a member of tycoon's uh little drug thing that he's got going all right Beca- this is this is my uh this is my david kim idea here okay because yeah, let's hear it, because I have my own David Kim idea. Tycoon... Tycoon continues to be a manipulative asshole and realizes that he can set Dave and Freaky Freddy up as a couple. Ooh. You see, my David Kim idea was that the entire reason that Dave is brought in on the outfit is because now that David's 18, he can... You know, he's he's a fucking adult. He can get into clubs. He's going... He, and he's their main connect to go into the gay clubs and sell coke. I feel like we can combine both of these things. Yeah. And... Tycoon sets up Freaky Freddy. He uses connections to, like, get him in as, like, an indie wrestler. So Freaky yeah. Freddy can sell coke to the boys? Or like it's just like yeah it, you know it's like yeah Dave's gonna co- Dave's gonna cover the nightlife, Freaky Freddy you're gonna you're gonna get us in you're gonna get us in here because wrestlers love cocaine. Is this where we have a new Jack cameo? <laughs> Look, the the thing I'm worried about is New Jack will say yes. Yeah, he sure will. <laughs> And then we have to deal with having New Jack on the show. I can't believe we have a storyline where Freaky Freddy is afraid to blade himself and, and ask New Jack to do it. <laughs> can't believe New Jack's the one that killed Will. <laughs> I can. Yeah. Yeah. Look, hey, a couple years ago I would have said this is where you get a Joey Ryan cameo. Oh. <laughs> he might still do it. <laughs> No, this isn't Jeez. about Jesus or baseball or <laughs> women's charities. <laughs> but yeah, it's um so yeah, so like I feel like Freaky Freddy or Tycoon sets up Freaky Freddy and Dave basically to make sure they stay in his circle, but then also like just uses what they're into as ways to, like, yeah, 
Dave's an adult, so he just gets Dave to be like the club hookup. Freaky Freddy does the Freaky Freddy takes care of the nightlife, or Freaky Freddy takes care of like the the secret underground Toronto wrestling world. <laughs> Come on, David Kim thinks that exists. Yeah, he definitely does. And also I because can't this Freddy, is Freaky Freddy's hanging out selling cocaine to battle arts. And like because this is because this is David Kim, all the wrestling looks like CZW. Yes, I mean yeah. Who are the? I mean look. Let's be fair. Who are the wrestlers doing cocaine? Yeah, but all the re- it looks like CZW, but everyone has like a Hogan gimmick. Man, that would actually be pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I mean Hogan is Hogan and CZW. Yeah, that'd be great. Fuck! Now I want this! Alright. Heal alternative. This is now a heal alternative. Alright, who who plays... Who do we get to play the CZW Hogan? Brian Cage. Yeah, okay. He's a machine. Who can stop the path of Cage, brother? Well, damn. Look at us. We've established some plot lines. We've established some... Some characters... Yeah, I, I feel like the last thing we have to do is just, like, get a general overview of what the, like, how the season's gonna play out. Or do we want to wait to do this for, uh, the next one? Maybe that's the next one. Because, yeah, we're gonna have to come up with, like, the whole... Because now we're, yeah, the, what, what's left is we have these disparate parts. How do we, like, put them together to create an arc for the season? Yeah, I feel like... this would be another six episodes. Yeah, and I feel like the last plot... Like, one of the last major plot points of the season is Everett finally... Everett realizes that Tycoon has been cheating on on her with Sarah this whole time. Yeah. And that's a big blow-up. And I feel and like we also do need to really establish where exactly South African Dad's storyline is going. Yeah. But that's all something for the next episode. It sure is! So... Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. I hope this all made sense and you actually watched Second Generation. Do you think more individual people are going to listen to this podcast or watch Second Generation on Amazon Prime? I'm going to say probably more people are going to listen to this than watch Second Generation on Prime. (laughs) And you know, again, David Kim, if you want to tell us how Season 2 is actually going to go... You know where to find us. Yeah, come on the show. Stop us from doing this. That's all you have to do. Till next time. We got the city on our shoulder blades. I don't know the rest of the lines. No one does. Maybe we'll figure it out next time. Yes, that that's the B-plot of this podcast, is us learning the lyrics of the fucking song. Tune in next time to see if we do. Bye, everybody. Bye. Yeah. I got the city on my shoulder blades The shit I've seen you think the kid was at an older age My story's vivid if you in it or you scroll the page I never given, I'm invincible, I won't decay Young in the reckless position, my goals like David Beckham And I get respect, I'm stacking money like a double-decker And I'm not afraid, not talking grades when I say I'ma check them And my people got me, if you speak my name, I'm disrespected And I got the good stuff, women give me good looks Get up in my face and you may end up with some good hooks Stick out like a sore thumb, sore tongue for enemies 
chilling with my boys, trying to make the school remember me. Yeah, and I may skip out on assemblies, cause I'm just trying to live my dreams while I assemble green. Money doesn't ever grow on trees, oh, but so it seems. Bars making bang with ease, they gon' need to crane this heat. This podcast was brought to you by the Zonecast Network, executive produced by Owen Douglas. Visit zonecast.com for more shows. 